ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فانساهم انفسهم اولئك هم الفاسقون لا يستوي اصحاب النار واصحاب الجنه اصحاب الجنه هم الفائزون جعلني الله واياكم من عباده المتقين الفائزين الذاكرين امين اللهم امين او يو بيليف دون الله دث ابروتش يو اون المستير اوف تقوى اون المستير اوف بايتي اند رايتشسنس وي اسك الله سبحانه وتعالى تو ميك اس اول امونغست المتقين امين اللهم امين بيلوفد برادرز and respect the sisters we continue where we left off in the previous week as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides you and i with these training sessions very important training sessions of which allows you and i to grow and to improve our connection with allah and our connection with his creation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now opens a topic that is very critical and important and due to the lack of understanding that people have of this topic many issues have raised conflicts hatred divorce division communities splitting apart business partners threatening one another Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this topic in another ayah in surah an-nur where he says ittalaqawnahu bi alsinatikum wa taquluna bi afwahikum ma laysa lakum bihi ilm wa tahsabunahu hayyanan wa huwa 'inda Allahi 'azim where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the people that begin to speak. And as these, as these individuals speak, they speak with no knowledge. And then he speaks about the greatness of the sin. He says, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are committing that which is major. It's a major sin. Even though in their eyes, in their understanding, this is something that's irrelevant. Something that is minor. Nothing to be afraid of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you and I a training session, brothers and sisters. And He calls upon His sincere believers. Every mu'min and mu'minah that believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a call for you and I. He says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, in jaakum fasiqum binaba'in fatabayyanu, فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالَةِ فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls upon you and I and says that as we move on in life and we receive a report that may need more clarification, understanding the authenticity of that report, that what was conveyed is true and real, that this is exactly what happened. 
That if a sinner comes and conveys a report, take the time to ask the questions to make sure that this is true. To make sure that this is authentic. That this is not something that was fabricated. And then he finishes off the ayah by saying, Surely a person that rushes in making their decision without listening to the other side and trying to understand what just took place is a person of regret. A person that will find himself and herself regretting for the decisions that they made. This ayah was revealed, brothers and sisters, just to show you how serious this is. When the Prophet ﷺ sent the son of Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayyad to Bani al-Mustaliq, the tribe of al-Mustaliq, and he was sent to this tribe to ask for their zakah. It was time for them to give their zakah and their sadaqat. So he sallallahu alayhi wa would send a representative, he would send a delegation to go and represent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And the son of Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayyid travels to Bani al-Mustaliq. And it was known prior to his Islam that between him and his father, him and his father always had an issue with Bani al-Mustaliq. There was this tribal conflict that was known among the Arabs between these families. They were not in good terms. So he travels, and Bani al-Mustaliq have already received prior news that the messenger of the Prophet ﷺ will come to their tribe at this day, at this moment. Everything was calculated, everything was accurate, knowing that his messenger will arrive anytime. And they were prepared to host the Prophet's guest. Here they come to realize that the Prophet's messenger was Al-Walid ibn Uqbah ibn Abi Mu'ayd. Knowing that there's this tribal conflict. So what they do is that they begin to prepare. They said, Hayya bina nukrimu man akramahu Rasulullah. Just to prove that this is Nothing, not this, this has nothing to do with our tribal issues. This is an old problem that we had before Islam, the days of ignorance. Lest honor the guest of the Prophet ﷺ. And to show that honor and respect, they came out well equipped. All of their men came out. And from a distance, it looked like a scene that these individuals were coming for war. But these individuals wanted to prove that once they accepted Islam, they accepted everything that comes with it. And they were able to put aside their differences for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This messenger looks at the tribe coming in the hundreds, well-equipped, and his self and shaitan whispered to this person and he rushes back to Medina. And he just flies back to Medina and he's rushing back, he's going very quick. Ben al-Mustaliq realized that this person is returning back to Medina. So they told one another and they spoke among themselves that if this person goes back to Medina without the sadaqat, without the zakawat, 
the Prophet would question our Islam. Let's go after this guy and let's get to Medina. Al Walid arrives in Medina. Wasal al Walid, Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayyid, Wakala ya Rasulallah, Inna bani al Mustaliq, Kadmanau zakata amwalihim wa sadaqatihim. Kala sahaba fagadiban nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam agadaban shadida. Hatta taghayyar. That he came and he told you, O Messenger of Allah, the tribe of Bani Al-Mustaliq decided to not give their zakah and their generous givings, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet was so upset that why would they do that? When they have just embraced Islam and accepted Islam, there was no war whatsoever. They wanted this, they were prepared for it. And here comes the leader of Bani Al-Mustaliq. فَدَخَلَ أَمِيرُ الْقَوْمِ بَعْدَ أَن تَكَلَّمَ الْوَلِيدِ وَقَالَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ إِنَّا رَأَيْنَا الْوَلِيدَ بَيْنَنَا فَأَرَضْنَا إِكْرَامَهُ لِأَنَّهُ مُكَرَّمٌ مِّنْكَ The own messenger of Allah, we seen Al-Walid and we wanted to honor him because of you. فَوَلَّا هَارِبًا فَخَشِيْنَا أَنْ يَأْتِيكَ They said we feared that he would come to you and tell you فَيَقُولُ لَكَ أَنَّنَا مَنَعْنَا زَكَاتَ أَمْوَالِنَا وَصَدَقَاتِنَا that we did not give our sadaqah and zakah. The Prophet ﷺ then receives an ayah. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu in ja'akum fasiqun binaba in fatabayyanu. That if someone comes to you and speaks and gives you false information, allow yourself to take some time to reflect on the news. And this was a lesson that he وسلم, was taught in this incident. That never rush, never rush to conclusion. How many families have been destroyed? How many lies that have been said? People that hate on other individuals, people that don't want to see people grow and succeed and live a happy life. And they come with whispers and they destroy this family relations within a few seconds. A conversation takes place, within a few seconds they destruct a well-established home, a unified home. Divorce takes place because of one call, because of one message that was read on the phone. And people do not take the time to reflect and to read and to ask. One main lesson that you learn from this brothers and sisters, and I hope all of us could remember this, and you get this through the ayah. أَنَّ الصَّالِحَ لَا يُصَدَّقُ فِي كُلِّ أَحْوَالِهِ وَأَنَّ الْكَاذِبَ لَا يُكَذَّبُ فِي كُلِّ أَحْوَالِهِ وَأَحْيَانِهِ That a righteous person is not always to be believed in all circumstances. And a liar shouldn't always be a liar in all circumstances. That you have to reflect and take the time to do your own research and search for the truth. That it doesn't mean that this person looks like a righteous individual and is known to be a good person, that regardless of what he or she just said, it is accepted. And this is where we fall through the cracks and we commit wrong, is that this person is perfect. 
This person has all the signs that I'm looking for in a righteous individual. Everything that he has to say is accepted. And on the other side, this person has lied and lied and everything that he or she say is untrue. I shouldn't even believe it. And this understanding is completely wrong. And this is what leads to problems. When shaitan, in the authentic hadith, حين نصح الشيطان وأبا هريرة Shaytan gave Abu Huraira advice. And this is authentic in Bukhari Muslim. When Shaytan was stealing and stealing, and then he said, May I teach you something that may preserve your wealth from such theft and people extending their hand of harm? Should I advise you of that which you can do? He said, What? He said, Read Ayatul Kursi. And then Abu Huraira goes to the Prophet ﷺ the next day and he tells him what happened. The Prophet ﷺ said, that was shaitan. And he said his famous line, Sadaqaka wa huwa kathub. That shaitan has told you the truth even though he's a liar. And Abu Huraira was asked to follow that advice. And he ﷺ approved it. Even though the one that gave him the advice was shaitan, but it was a true advice that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam told Abu Hurairah to accept. So even if those words and those allegations or those rumors are given to you from a righteous person, do not rush. Or from a liar, do not underestimate them because this person is a sinner. Allah has asked you and I regardless to ask and to reflect. One other lesson that we learned from this, brothers and sisters, is that anytime you find yourself rushing, you will never come with the right answer. And this is what we get in the ayah. That anytime you rush into doing something, you would always regret that I should have said this. Why did I say this? Why did I create a problem from nothing? Why did I find myself judging my wife or my spouse, my husband? Why was I so quick to judge? Why did I feel that my spouse is someone that is not trustworthy, cannot be trusted, they have cheated, they have done this? Why? And the Prophet ﷺ has taught us that through the Qur'an, when even Dawood ﷺ was asked to judge, that famous story in the beginning of Surah Sad, where the weak came speaking about his cows and how his elderly brother wanted to take his cows. And then Dawood was known to fight with the poor, with the weak. He always stood by their side. He said, Your brother has oppressed you. Your brother has oppressed you. Right away, he, he just rushed into it. And this was a mistake. It was a mistake that was made. He's only human. Sometimes we rush. And subhanAllah, brothers and sisters, his elderly brother comes and says, I just wanted, and of course the story, the ulama say there were two angels. He said, I just wanted to help him out instead of going and taking care of one cow. He could add his to mine, the 99 that I have, and I'll take care for it for him. Instead of him struggling, let him go do something else. Allah has given me more than him. I already hired people to do this for me. I'm doing him a favor. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Dawood to repent. He to repent from that conclusion where he just rushed into answering that question. And Dawood alayhi salatu was salam prostrated in the presence of Allah. قَالُوا فَكَانَ دَاوُودُ بَعْدَ هَذَا أَفْضَلْ مِنْ دَاوُودُ قَبْلَهَا Our ulama say, and the Sahab ibn Abbas says, radiyallahu an, Dawood after this incident was much better than Dawood before this incident. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا فَيَفْوَزَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا Alhamdulillahi wa kafaa wa salatu wa salamu ala nabil Mustafa Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa tahirin wa ba'd. Beloved brothers, and respect the sisters. It is very important before deciding on a decision to see for yourself and to hear yourself. Beyond the news that people spread, this, 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 this. And this is the understanding of Namima within our tradition. Gossiping. A person that spreads false information and false news will not enter Jannah. It can't get any worse. If a person receives news and he or she decides to convey this news or to spread this news without giving it the necessary time to see if this news is true, true or false, the Prophet said, This person is committing namima. This is a major sin within our tradition. And you see this in our families, brothers and sisters, and you really understand why namima. It's so evil and the sin is so great in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person comes, دَخَلْ رَجُلْ عَلَىٰ عُمَرِ بْنِ عَبْدِ الْعَزِيزِ فَتَحَدَّثَ عَنْ رَجُلِ بَدَأَ بِالْحَدِيثِ عَنْ رَجُلِ فَأَسْكَتَهُ عُمَرِ بْنُ عَبْدِ الْعَزِيزِ وَقَالَ وَاسْكُتْ إِن كُنْتَ كَاذِبًا فَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهِ إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقٌ بِنَبَئٍ فَتَبَيَّنُ وَإِن كُنْتَ صَادِقًا فِي مَا قُلْتْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ قَالَ فِيكْ هَمَّازٍ مَشَّائٍ بِنَمِينٍ فَانْصَرِفْ عَنَّا A guy comes in the presence of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz and begins to talk about a person. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz رضي الله عنه ورحمه الله one of the great khulafa he tells him, listen if you're lying in that which you're saying then Allah has warned us from you already to begin with. We shouldn't accept what you're saying. And he recited the ayah that I mentioned at the beginning of the khutbah. And he said, and if you were truthful in what you're saying about that person, then Allah has already warned us from people like you, people that walk with namima. Keeping this information to yourself is what's needed. Not spreading people's faults and mistakes. Subhanallah, one of the dear mashayikh that visited the center one time and said a story that truly strikes fear into one's core, just strikes you with fear that this is what may happen. And we see it in families. We see this happening. But he experienced the story where a man traveled for a few months. And then he comes into the house wanting to surprise his wife. And they had a very good relationship. He comes in with the gifts, he's very exciting. And this shaykh, he had to experience this problem. It happened in his masjid. And the shaykh is telling us, Allahumma astamna. And the shaykh says that the, they were in a very good relationship and 
They've been married for a few years and the husband comes in with gifts wanting to surprise the whole house. And the lady was one of the most loyal women to her husband and he was in love with her. They were both loyal to each other. And he comes into the house and the first person he meets is his five to six year old. He said, where's your mom? He said, my mom is upstairs. And every night there's someone that comes into the house. I see someone on the bed. The husband rushes upstairs and the wife comes out of the room and the first thing he does is that he throws her down the stairs. And subhanAllah, through that fall, she had a back injury where she was paralyzed. And he goes into the room to realize that the person that was sleeping next to the wife was a picture of him where she would remember him every night. For what? And of course, tears do not benefit at that moment. What relationship would this person have when his wife can no longer proceed in life? That's it, as a paralyzed person where both of them would pay the price and she would pay it even more. But it shows you when people rush to judge a person without asking and taking the time, rahman as the Prophet said, to take your time and to ask and to not rush to judgment is something that would always allow you to make proper decisions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those people. I will end with this brothers and sisters, that there are a few youth that came and we were talking about what's happening in Palestine. And people were asking what should be done. And this is a conversation that's taken place. And subhanAllah, you see multiple youth that are asking the same question. What should we do as ummatis, as people that are concerned of what's happening? And of course, they were given an answer. But to remind our brothers and sisters that in certain conflicts, traveling and saying, I should be doing this, or promoting violence is not the solution. And our greatest example is the Prophet ﷺ. That there were times when he seen people being executed and he remained silent. The Prophet ﷺ didn't speak for everyone that was executed. There were times where he would speak and there were times where he would remain silent. That if you look throughout our history when the Prophet ﷺ found that speaking is the wisest decision he would speak, that when remaining silent is the wisest decision he would remain silent. So the greatest thing that people can do with all of the international laws and even what people are experiencing there at the moment is to make dua for them. And not only that, to relive this issue, to bring it up in our homes, to watch it together with our kids, to make dua for them. Our kids no longer know what Aqsa is. They have forgotten Al-Aqsa. Maybe by the next generation, it is a given. That's it. There's no such thing as Palestine if people continue to neglect it. But to remind ourselves and to remind our families that this is an occupied land and it will remain so if these individuals are not in power. And to teach our kids that this is it is the third holiest site in Islam. 
And as other faiths continue to do that with their families, to teach them that this is their holy site, that shouldn't allow us to give up. Where we teach our children, this is a holy site. A site that has embraced everyone. For over a thousand four hundred years, a site that accepted everyone from the time of Umar all the way until Muslims were in power, everyone was welcomed. And that's our understanding of power, is to embrace and to welcome everyone regardless of the color of their skin, their religious backgrounds, their ethnic backgrounds, all of that is insignificant in Islam because everyone is equal in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So making dua is one thing, and of course speaking about it with your neighbors, Speaking about it maybe even in school or speaking about it in college to make sure that we're against oppression regardless of where it happens. And of course making dua is the greatest thing because there's tragedies that are happening all over, brothers and sisters. And we continue to struggle with that. So at the moment dua is the greatest tool and never belittle a dua that you and I may make in the midst of darkness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer our duas but the question is when? This is knowledge that he has kept to himself. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those whom clarify any false information. Those whom do not rush into conclusions and coming with quick decisions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to preserve our families, to preserve our children, to preserve our spouses, to preserve our marriages, our communities, our family members. Ameen Allahumma Ameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for our brothers and sisters in Palestine. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with them, our brothers and sisters, and all around the world, for anyone that's struggling and starving, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with them and to stand by their side and to allow them to experience success and victory. Ameen Allahumma Ameen. Allah wa sallu wa sallimu ala man ba'athahu Allahu rahmatan lil'alameen. Haythu umirtum bil salati wa salami alayhi faqala azza man qail. Inna Allahu malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima.